That's <laughs> yeah, fine. If, if, if it's 11 o'clock and I didn't stop, let me know. I take no, uh, take no arthritis. Okay, welcome back, everybody, from Pesach. You okay, Shraggy? You good? Oh, thank you. Okay. Okay, we're uh, behind schedule. Okay. Welcome back. I'd like to um, spend the first part of this year. It might be the entire year, but it's going to be a very good Chazara. I always look every uh, Yantif for a Chalamay trip that's both educational and very fascinating. I uh, don't always find it, but uh, I have a, um, my former contacts in the OU, so there's uh, one very nice person. I won't mention his name, even though I like the same as Shane Mimra because he did a tremendous favor, but um, company-wise, I don't want to get him into trouble or have, him, have other people calling him. But uh, somebody I'm close with still comes to my share in Passaic uh, for many, many years. Know them for uh, uh, a couple decades now. And um, the, uh, the option to go into a plant, remember I told you I wanted to bring the whole class, but the plants don't give tours. <laughs> you can't just like march in there with 25 guys. So a few years back, he took me and a couple of my children to Kedem. That was easier. It's a Hamish operation. Still don't give tours, but uh, as a former rabbinic coordinator, so I was able to uh, invite myself. And uh, I brought uh, a couple of my kids. They were the uh, rabbinic training program. Uh, Ariad did not get to go because he wasn't old enough, and I don't think Yehuda got to go then. Uh, so now Yehuda's older and he's taller, and uh, Ariad still didn't get to go. I, I wanted to try to push a couple of you in. I was thinking of calling whoever's around Chalamai, but he didn't really want. Even walking around with five people was, uh, was asking a lot. So I figured I'll just make a mental note of whatever I saw and share it with the Elam. It's a, it's a, it's a great Chazara on almost... What? Uh, <laughs> if you keep it Pesukis, maybe we'll... Uh, uh, but it's an excellent, uh, an excellent Chazara cutting across most of the Sukkis we learned here in Gavina Sakam. So I'd like to share with you the highlights of the trip. Uh, and then we'll get back to Chastok either later tonight or probably tomorrow night. Uh, but it was uh, actually in terms of good Chalamoid... Uh, fun, the kids admitted to me I took uh, Mordechai, Yehuda and two of my sons-in-law so we had four rabbinic interns and myself and the mashkiach and the plant manager and that was already a big crowd walking around a plant, they're not set up for tourists we're actually walking in between vats and pipes and machines and it was uh, and they were in production as we were walking through so it was very lively and very loud <laughs> I've, I've been in many plants I was never in a cheese plant Happens to be. I uh, did a lot of uh, fish and chips and other things. I was on all sorts of other. I happened to have not been in cheese plants. So I had, uh, after giving Shear and the Sugi here for a couple of months, what's fascinating about this plant, I won't mention names. Not of, you'll understand why it's against the story, but a fair the company. I don't want to expose them to uh, start you know, having calls. They want tours also. So I'm going to mention the name of the uh, Mashkiach. Uh, I'm also not going to mention the name of the Hashkochom. It's a very unusual plant because. It has kosher and non-kosher in the plant, which the OU generally tries to veer away from. We have plants that do that. It's much more difficult. So you've got to set up a lot of systems in place where nothing's going to get mixed up. I'll explain to you what the issue and what the uh, solution was here. Uh, and L'Chadchil um, like to make the whole plant kosher, which sometimes they don't want to pay for. And sometimes there are different products going on in different places. And you'll see why over here they don't want to pay for the very expensive proposition. They make... Two main products, mozzarella and ricotta. We spoke about both of these during the shear, but this is, this is really going to crystallize, and if you weren't here by the Gavina Sakam, if you have any questions afterwards, you can ask me. Um, they have two parts of the plant. It's uh, a fairly nice-sized plant, 
and they have the mozzarella on one side, which is not kosher, and on the other side of the plant, they're making the ricotta, which is certified by the OU, another good hefsher, and the mashkiach warned me before I went in, just to give me a heads up, and it, it's a good thing he did, because the plant manager was Italian, uh, it's a real Italian plant, ricotta cheese, this is a real Italian cuisine, a uh, pretty intelligent fellow, and he asked if after he gave us a two-hour tour, two hours in, in the plant, he dashed away and showed us every, every, every uh, machine, every rocha bitzchatana. He asked me at the end, we were in his office, he said, Rabbi, can I ask you a couple of questions? So it's a good thing he gave me a heads up, is the questions were all geared once I knew what was going through his mind. The trefer part of the plant, the Gavina Zakam, has a certification from a rabbi. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name, I'm not going to mention the symbol, uh, if you ever ask me, you guys ask me from time to time, various hashkachas, and when I see this one, I say no. He once called me, I remember this was 17 years ago. The rabbis called me with big tainas because I took over a plant, and we made it OU, and, I, and we got rid of, the tonight was to get rid of him. And he called me with tainas, I'm an Orthodox rabbi, what's the matter with my hashkacha? So I said, I never met you, I don't really know who you are, but I heard a piece of Lashon Hara, and you'll tell me if it's Metzi Shemra that uh, you give hashkacha to Gvina without hashkacha. So he tells me, this is all for all the people here, it's going to sound familiar, he say, but isn't there a sheet of Chachmei Novena quoted by the Torah <laughs> that holds that it's not a low plug and they use microbial reddits, artificial reddit, what's the problem? I said, there's no problem, we just don't pass like that. Ooh, what's the problem? A ridiculous conversation. It says, <laughs> we, don't, we don't pass like the Chachmei Novena, it's a sheet of Mishayim, it's brought down and we hold it as a low plug. So he said, no, he feels in America most of the cheese is, is microbial rennet, which is true, uh, and therefore we should possibly like it. The guy who lives in New York in the year 19, whatever that was, <laughs> he, he decided he's going to pass the Chachman of So I said, well, that's, so you're saying, are you confirming that you do this? I knew he did it. I just wanted to know. He said, yeah, yeah, I have no problem with it. I said, that's why we don't use Rosh Kocha. So he sort of, he's orthodox, but, you know, he's got this funny kruma shita. Maybe Pasnak Ashita Mishayan, but nobody Pasnak, and then we're just against the Messiah. So he's in this plant, and he gives on the mozzarella. The OU does not. So he gave me a heads up as we walk in. He said, By the way, in case he starts asking you questions about why that's not kosher, just know what's going on over here because he's still confused. It's very confusing for an Italian. He's got one rabbi wearing a yarmulke that tells him the mozzarella is kosher, and the OU tells him it's Chazet uh, Treif. No. Well, the mozzarella, not saying brand name, the mozzarella is not under any good Ashkot. Mozzarella has a has a kosher symbol on it, but it's not under the OU. It's a, Tony's. Is the Tony's mozzarella and Tony's ricotta? Most of it, I saw the production line also. Most of the private label, ShopRite and stuff like that. Most of it, I, they, they might. Once they hear the OU on one Tony. Yeah, but you got to be careful. That's an important point. You got. I was against. Okay, maybe I shouldn't give away too much trace of it. We once had a meeting about a very high-profile, large company in America that wanted the OU on their. What was it? Um, uh, some sort of steak sauce or something like that. And we had a very stormy meeting. Big, and I was one of the um, people connected. Most of the people were on, on, on my side. I don't know if they ended up giving it. There was some political pressure, whatever. And, and product was kosher. It was, it was you know, duck sauce or steak sauce or whatever it is. But I'll give you a hint. It had on the cover something that goes like oink, oink. And it's very well known. as something to do with another name for a chazer. It starts with a B. Did you guys figure it out yet? Uh, 
So I said, you put an OU on Boar's Head? Like, I, I, you know, I, I have no time to the OU. They, everything was the, the, to their credit. They discussed things, they listened. I don't remember if they did. They, but that can get confusing, you know, Boar's Head. So the, 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 the Materium Tainid, I know, the Materium Tainid, what from Jew is going to think that because this steak sauce is kosher, Boar's Head is kosher and the rest of the line? That's ridiculous. I said, okay, but there's marginal Jews who get confused. You know, that was the argument. Uh, Boar's Head Kishka would be uh, Halberd, you know. Uh, but what? It's kosher. If they put the OU on it, it's kosher. Just it was a question of, of policy. That's all. I'm just saying. There's a lot of. So that's what Akiva was asking. You know. You know. You gotta. There's what to, I had a guy apply once. He wanted to do surimi. Surimi is specific whiting. It's a kosher fish, but it's a very bland. You can make it into whatever you want. So he was the first guy back in the early '90s who wanted to make imitation uh, shrimp. And crab, and I think I told you this, my son. He he wanted on the cover. He, we have to see the labels for this reason. You know, see how he's going to put the OU. And the cover has a huge picture of a shrimp and a crab and whatever with an OU right dead center. You know, so it's, again, it's not a tiny. The OU is, is to their credit. Really discusses this with the bottom and tries to come up with a policy that works without being. You know, two machme, two mekel. So, anyway, the answer to your question is most of it's proper labels. And even if they did, it's already a completely different product. There's mozzarella and there's azucada. Okay. So, the first good piece of news, and this really cuts across our chalav Yisrael Sugi also. Ramayshashita on pikuach hamem shalti. How careful. So, remember, we discussed all the mailas and chesrenis, and people had a taina, which Ramesha went again and again. The chuva says the class is only $25 then. Ramesha says not the $25, the fact the company ruined the reputation, the government cares. So, I'm happy to report there's nothing to do with whether you keep Chalav Hissel or not, because the ice room had two issues. One is you could bribe the government officials, and number two, it's a low plug. Low plug has nothing to do with the arm. Ramesha held there wasn't a low plug, and then he held that they weren't bribing them. Um, I was very happy to hear we started at the beginning of the plant. The beginning of the plant is a room with these huge tankers, you know, those nice silver tankers that come in, with thousands and thousands of gallons of milk. And we were there, Baruch Shem, the truck just rolled in, and that's where he started his drusha, and uh, he showed us how they get a little, like a, a fireman's hose, and they connect it. I was very impressed just on the test they're running there. He says, if they find a 7,000-gallon tank they find a trace in a half a gallon of an antibiotic that went into a cow. The whole thing is, is given back. That, now, they're not testing for Hazemov, but, but they're, they're, certainly, they're certainly on top of what's coming in there. As I say, they're not testing specifically with the Hazemov, but they're very on top, and they run a number of tests, and, and very rigorous, and the technology has gotten better. So I was just to understand where Amish is coming from, I think it's gotten better, not worse. Uh, we had the Kasha we discussed. Bichnot got away with a terrible violation for years and years. Nobody caught it. And Milan and Gadol and Bichnot. So you have Bichnot, you have Enron, you have uh, many in between. But we hope those are the exceptions. And and the, just the amount of testing that went in with that truck before we even got into the plant, well, I thought was very was very impressive. Then we got into the plant. They piped all the milk into these huge vats. They're adding microbial rennet, rennet not animal rennet, which most of the cheese in this country is. You'll have high-ended cheeses in Switzerland, maybe. Sometimes America will use real rennet from cow's stomach. But it's a low plug anyway, and we don't pass like the Chachmei Novena. And it starts making the, the mozzarella cheese. The OU uh, has them under uh, order, and they check, and they check records. Has them run the entire process making the mozzarella cheese below Yatzeledis. Yatzeledis, if you remember from my Ochashabashirim, run the range from 104, 105 to 160 and various sheet is in between. 
Moshe's Machmer all the way up to 160. But we're Machmer for 104, 105. Shlomo Zaman holds it doesn't start before over 110 because the Marachulan has the Shailah with Beis Shechita where they'd sign in a Maseach and they did tests and it was so they, okay, but the Shita's a whole 104, 105. They do it at 1995 tops to keep to this uh, law. And the reason it's so important, which is what he asked me about afterwards, is that the product they're aiming for for the kosher program is whey. Remember, whey is the liquid runoff when you make cheese. The cheese becomes a solid and it's a tremendous amount of liquid runoff. That's the whey. 50 years ago, whey was thrown out. They didn't realize what a gold mine they had. And now they realize whey goes into, well, whey is the main ingredient in ricotta cheese. And it's also powdered away in your cakes and cookies and many commercial things. It's a very valuable thing. And they showed us how the thing is becoming cheese and how the whey is running off. And they must do that below Yatzaledis because if it's Yatzaledis, the whey is going to be trafe because the Gavina is Gavina's Akum. So here they have whey and the whey is being run off, being filtered many times, then being piped all the way to the other side of the plant for the kosher ricotta production. Now... Why yeah. Why is it, um, it's Gizakum because to make a Vinicius roll, you need one of two things. You remember, according to Amal, you need the Mashkiach present or you need the Mashkiach present and putting in the Renit, or in today's version, pressing the button to put in the Renit. And they don't have that. And I asked them, why don't they have it? And they say, it's too expensive. We don't have enough market for it. That's like tremendous expense. You need, you need Mashkiach there full time. They don't have. This is a regular plan. Mashkiach walks in once in a while on the with a group of people and uh, checks it out. It's not under Hashkach uh, Tamidis. A Jewish uh, plant or a Gaisha plant where, where you're doing runs uh, for Gavinius Yisrael has Hashkach Tamidis. And once the rabbi's there, he puts in the red. Okay? Why didn't we have Ramosha Tshuva when it comes to. Yes. So, so Amesha agrees. Amesha starts off. Ramesha agrees that Gavinius Akam is a low plug. And Chalavachim, he's not saying it's not even not a little plug. He's saying this fulfills Hashkocha of what, of what Chalav Yisrael is. But he agrees by cheese it doesn't. Why? Is because cheese is more machmer. How do we know that? Well, one right is the Shach certainly holds more machmer. The Shach holds it's not good enough to have the Mashkir there. He's got to actually do a Mice and put it in. Shaila's according to the Ramah that all you need is the Mashkir there. What's the Chalav to that in Chalav? And we had various theories why they did. These are Ramesh's to do that. No one's making. Chachmen of Vayna held. What? It, their raya is that cheese is more hummer. Cheese had more layers of xeris. I mean, this is one of the rayas, the fact that the shah holds that you got to put in it. Even though Amal argues, the fact that there are these machalikasim show that there was more of a pylon of severity by the cheese. Keep in mind that there was only one reason for the xeris, chalav akum. That is, they were afraid of mixing up the chazamilk. And even that, we're still left wondering, you've never answered this, Kasha. Uh, early on, it said if the, if the chazamilk is in there to a large degree that it wasn't bottled, it would change the color. So why would Chazal make an Xavier even if it was there as Balto, which was asked by uh, all the Achranim already. By Gvina, the Gemara has a number of separate concerns. They used to smear the cheese with lard, and they used to put the, uh, the stomach in, which would make a tray for them. There, there, there's much more going on. What? Yeah, right, exactly, exactly, right, right. We just had a Chazar on it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so, Marcus. so, so it, there's a lot more going on by cheese, and that's why, besides the Chalpan Nevan, everybody's, everybody's made that it's a, it's a low plug. So, they have the mozzarella, which is not under a good certification, has some certification, not under a reliable one. They take it, they pipe over the way, they start making the brocade. Now, what's interesting is, he had a number of questions I mentioned to you afterwards. He said, Rabbi, I know I've been told this before, just from review, why is the mozzarella not kosher? <laughs> so, uh, so I said, because it's cheese and the special rabbinic uh, uh, ordinance, I have to translate all this in my head as I was talking to him, 
Uh, and um, it's because they used uh, stomach from a cow, and the cow didn't have kosher slaughtering. He said, Rabbi, we use microbial reddit. So I explained to him a low plug. So I explained to him a low plug. And then he said, well, so why is the Rakata cheese? No, Baruch Hashem, he had the good political sense not to ask that question. Now he got in trouble, but I knew that was going through his mind as I got that head up, heads up. So he said, the Rakata cheese is also a cheese. Why? And we don't have a rabbi there. We make it. So I said, the Rakata cheese is not cheese. It's not halachic cheese. That really threw him off. It's Rakata cheese. Cheese is, is a, we, in, in Italy, we used to eat it. It's mamish. Like, he, he was like, he started turning white. He says, if we eat cheese, you call it Rakata cheese. I said, it's not a cheese. It's not a cheese. You don't need rennet for it. It's not under the Gazeera. It could be in a sacrum. It's where Amesha sat by the cottage cheese in the dairy. It was machmer. This is not, they don't even need whey. Interesting. The main ingredients are whey. He showed me two lines of Rakata cheese. This is interesting. One had the ingredients whey and the vinegar and other things. The other one didn't even have whey. It had milk. Look, you don't even need whey to do it. You certainly don't need red. It's not gavina apialacha. I tried three times to explain that to him. I don't know if I got through, but he, um, he didn't push because he didn't want me to start siding him and say, okay, it is trafe. You know, so, uh, <laughs> so we left it at that. <laughs> and it's just, not, um, it's just not gavina. So he said, okay, so um, I don't really understand, though. The, the whey was touching the non-kosher cheese. So now I got to explain to him, So I said, well, do you know we have a policy over here, you know, under the OU, that that's why you can't do it over 104 degrees? He said, Rabbi, we do it 99.5. I said, I know. The reason for that is because there's only transferring of taste when you get to a certain heat. He said, Rabbi, it was sitting there. What a mashmer. It sitting there. It was touching it. it was, it's the runoff from the cheese. So I said, yeah, but as long as it's not hot and you don't have it sitting there 24 hours, do you? I want to take care of coverage. He said, no, 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 no. We run off for, you know, an hour. It runs over on the next one. So I said, if it's nowhere near 24 hours and it's not hot, it's fine. I said, you do uh, filter and strain the stuff, no? He said, of course, it's a pure liquid. It comes in, there's all sorts of stuff floating residue from the cheese. They filter it, obviously, but they want a complete liquid, and then they pipe it over to the other side of the plant. So it's fascinating. This is not only a kosher, non-kosher plant. The whey, by definition, is runoff from tray for cheese, which we knew already. That's why when they realized this, they, they were taking whey as a what we call a group one ingredient. It doesn't need hashkacha. For many years, not realizing sometimes it sits in a vat on top of the cheese, and the temperature is too high, and sometimes it's there for 24 hours, and they realize that the whey has an issue. And that's why they changed their system, and now whey needs hashkacha. And uh, this is a company that has the way, and they're using it. They're not exporting the way as way. They use it themselves internally for the ricotta cheese. And then they had the production lines. It was very, very interesting. And um, after I finished explaining to him, I realized that I better chaz this over in shear because uh, this is a snapshot of the chalvisol, gaminis yisrael, which cheese, our cheese, which cheese, and our cheese. And they seem to have everything very much under control. And it's right here in New Jersey, and uh, they have a lot of pikuach on it. So it's, uh, it was a great chalmah trip. I really wanted to. First, I started humbling. How many people can I bring? Because I wanted to call up the guys who were around. But uh, you know, even four or five were pushing it. Because we were stepping. If you ever go to a cheese plant, it like, smells like cheese. And there's liquid all over the floor. This is, and it's a clean plant. But it's, there's stuff lying. And every time you walk, there's these jet streams of foam coming at your shoes to clean them as you go along. Because you don't want any bacteria. We had to sign a whole thing. We weren't on a farm. We weren't out of the country. It's a very, uh, very mockbut on the rules. And... Um, and then you had to sign that you had right to be there, and you're over 18, which Yehuda was 17, and I had to go to the plant manager. I said, he's very tall. We got him in anyway. But they're very, you say, I couldn't just bring in 30 people. That was the, uh, but it was a fascinating um, chazara, and um, at least now you know what goes on, what goes into it. All this, um, what kind of cheese is chalostam, by the way? 
Uh, I, I assume they'll, they have a Chavisol. Did anybody into ricotta cheese? They have a Chavisol one? I mean, just start off with Chavisol. You have a Chavisol one. But it was, uh, it was very interesting. Okay, uh, Chazara number two, which is a few minutes left, and then we'll uh, pick up tomorrow night. Great protein is used also for protein supplements. Yeah. So that means uh, regular They realize the whey is always sitting on cheese for X amount of time. Usually the runoff is quick, but if they're not interested in getting rid of it right away, there's not, from their point of view, there's nothing wrong with having it sit there. So you can have a covish issue, and you can have a heat issue. Certain cheese, it's not an undue hardship for them to make the mozzarella under 100, but it could be over, so they have to be mocked on it. And, uh, and that's, the, uh, that's the issue. Um, okay. Uh, a few points we're in the middle of before Ben Osmanim, and then we'll get back into it. Uh, the... I just want to make sure we touched upon this. The end of the Shulchan Al-Harab, did we do the part about the grandfather? I think we, I think we covered it already, where he says that not only is it a chiv and the father to pay schalim, it's a chiv and the grandfather. Uh, because a few people asked me uh, over uh, Ben Azmanim, what's with the grandfather? I don't know why everybody's so concerned. I don't know if they want to send them the bill or they're worried about getting the bill. Uh, the grandfather, if he's a father's father, B'nai B'nai Marenka B'nai, certainly a chiv. If it's to a daughter, it's more questionable. Uh, the question uh, that we raised then was uh, the, the same Rambam that he's quoting says it's the chiv and the father first, if not, then the grandfather, and if not, on everybody else in Klai Yisrael. So then why isn't there a chiv to pay tuition, not just out stucco? Why can they send the bill to anybody? The answer is, if it's the rest of Klai Yisrael, they could say, maybe it's him. Now, somebody's got to do it. A grandfather, he's the grandfather, and it's his grandson. I think that would be the, uh, the chilik. Uh, the last point we were on in the Levua Lai the Gemara Bea, where we were using the money that was not part of the budget to pay for Shabbos, Yantif, Schar Limud, and possibly some other mitzvahs. Uh, the last part of the Chutzshani, I just have a mark here that we didn't finish the last paragraph. I'll just read it to you because we could give it out because I run out of time. Um, Remember, the whole point of the Gemara is within reason. You can't start ordering uh, the fanciest cut of steak and the $190 bottle of wine every Shabbos. The marshal hole's got to be in your budget and you just have a cash flow issue. So Hashem says, you'll get it back. The grow holes are the higher madrega, even if you have no clue how you can pay it back and where the money's coming from. If you get your hands on the money, do it. And Hashem will make sure the money's there. That depends where a person's holding in their betachan and amuna. He makes the point at the end that one has to be careful. The Berlacha says, uh, never to borrow money under any circumstances for something that is not uh, covered by the Gemara, Shabbos Yantif, or perhaps some other mitzvahs, Shabbat Limud. Stomp for frivolous things if you don't have a concrete plan on how to pay it back, one should not be borrowing the money. And he quotes the Chorinim, uh, quote this so often, the Shulchan Harab brings this down in a very strong way. Bashar Hotzaz, Osser Lulvuz, Kishani Adem, Ema Yelo Lefreya. If he has no concrete plan on how he's going to pay it back, and if he ends up not paying back, uh, we call that a rishos, even though it wasn't necessarily premeditated, but there's got to be a plan. Again, we're not talking about a person who's borrowing money for basics, for, for chayvahs that are crushing and that he needs the help. He does have a plan, but usually the malva knows that when he's giving it to somebody who is not a person that means. We're talking about a person who is in a matzah, but he's making promises, and he's borrowing it for things that aren't necessary, and there's no real concrete plan on how to pay it back. Sechas Avis, 
Isa, Ezi, Derech, Rosh, Yisrach, Menor, Adam, Haloi, Vivein, Mashalom, Katsar, Rabbein, Yena, Haloi, Vivein, Mashalom, Shabashas, Havah, Heil, Achshav, Liras, and Yuchel, Lefraya, Kashagiyaz, Mani, Peron. He has to have some sort of plan. Now, if the plan goes wrong, but it was almost in the bag, okay, everybody's human. But there's got to be a concrete plan. And I would add to this, and this is uh, sticky, and you've got to be sensitive about this. People borrow money for lots of things, and we hope most of the time it's for direct uh, things that are uh, real, uh, we call it a nitzrach. A nitzvah for one person, one person's luxury is a basis, a basics for somebody else. And it's very hard to judge that. And on the Malvis side, he's always looking at it. Do you really need this? And that's a call. Sometimes that's a shayla. It's up to the Malva, without being mean about it, to try to assess that not only because he should protect his assets, it's because he could be ever lift either. If you're giving it to somebody who's an habitual borrower and he's going on vacations doing this, that, and the other thing, and he really is not using it for basic necessities, and he has no plan when it comes time to pay back and the money's not there, the mouth is going to get upset, the life is going to be called Leiva Roshul Yishalom Chatzashalom, and it's, in certain situations, not just the Leiva's fault, the Malva should have had Chacham and realized that uh, this is not something that he should be doing and putting himself in that matzah. So I hate to put that in the Malva's, but that's something to consider. And again, sometimes uh, you're in the other person's shoe, it's hard to judge. Is that really a necessity? Is it not a necessity? Sometimes it's, it's obvious. And I told you the mice when in, back in, uh, this was in Brooklyn yet, and a guy came to me, he said, the guy owes me significant amount of money for years and years, and he keeps going on vacations. And every time I ask him, he just got a new car, and then he got a second car, and every time I ask him, he tells me a shver paid for it. So can you go to the shver? The answer is, uh, technically, not really the shver. I didn't borrow the money, but something odd about that, not of the Shver is uh, generous enough to give all these things, maybe. So I, I, I went to the Leva, and the Leva said, please don't tell my Shver he's going to be very upset at me. Okay, so I understand. It was sticky. So he didn't want to go to Shver to ask him. So the Malva kept pushing, can I go to the Shver? But then they got the, uh, the Edom. Okay, so that's uh, a Matzav that they should have avoided in the first place. On that positive note, the Mitzvah Shem will go to the Ramesha tomorrow.